Welcome to episode 38 of Inbound Agency Journey. Today, we invite Drew Himmel from PCR Agency onto the podcast. He shares their remarkable story of how they upsold a ton of clients into full-blown retainers. Really cool conversation. In this chat, Gray digs into how they go about building their team, the importance of investing into their team, and some awesome, awesome insight along the way. You're going to get a lot out of this interview, and you're going to hear from someone who's walked the line before and who's doing really, really good things in the agency space. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome back to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie, and in this episode, I'm very excited to be bringing on Drew Himmel from PCR Agency in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, PCR is a HubSpot Platinum partner, and Drew has done an awesome job building the team uh, at the agency there. And so we're going to dive into his story here. Drew, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to bring you on. So the first time, Drew, that I um, learned about you was I sat in on your talk at Inbound, uh, not this year, but in 2014, and you were talking about just the incredible upsell uh, success that you guys had taking a bunch of existing clients, getting them on HubSpot, and uh, and really, I mean, you guys have just rocketed up to the platinum tier level with HubSpot. So I'd love if you could give us, kind of take us back to before that success, what your story is, um, and kind of the agency story, how those two have gone together, and uh, and just kind of catch us up to where we are today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I started the, the agency years ago. Um, at 23, uh, just really, you know, doing kind of freelance uh, search optimization and, and web design for a lot of clients. Gradually, you know, grew it to, you know, about two years after that, you know, really feeling my way out, what what I was good at, you know, trying to onboard clients, project manage, do everything. Um, had a little bit of success, had one employee um, and, you know, had a pretty good reputation in town and uh, starting to build a little, you know, agency. Uh, for myself and uh, fast forward uh, about four years after that. So six years into the business and uh, kind of hit a, a, a lull and, and, and almost a, a crossroads. We're really trying to figure out what are we doing? What is the next step? I mean, the business was unprofitable. Uh, the clients were completely dissatisfied uh, more than once and uh, very seriously I remember updating my resume and, and thinking like, okay, let's just pivot and, and go into medical sales or something like, you know, something else because this obviously isn't working. Uh, and then, you know, came across HubSpot at, at the time. I, I, I didn't really know, uh, you know, what they were. I'd, I'd read a bunch of blog posts. I honestly thought they were a competitor of ours, but did a free demo and it just, it, it made, uh, you know, a lot of sense for us. So, we went through and uh, onboarded, uh, you know, with our channel account rep, and and dove full in. I mean, and, and I think really we had a, a sense of desperation that we had to do this. Um, otherwise, we were going to have to look at um, shutting the business down or just completely pivoting 
uh, from what we were doing. And so, you know, we, we signed on our, our first uh, client account um, about a month in. Very small upsell, uh, just trying to figure it out. It took us six months to get them from, you know, upsold to actually campaign launch. Just a lot, lot was new for us in, in brand new territory. But it started clicking, and I, I, we really believe like this is what we we needed to focus on and what that would look like. So uh, after that, kind of went gangbusters. Uh, you know, onboarded, sold about twenty nine accounts in uh, a little under twelve months. Uh, uh, was one of the fastest partners to, to reach platinum status and uh, really completely changed the business. Went from you know unsatisfied clients to raving fans, uh, you know employees crying about how stressed they were and you know uh, threatening to quit to you know love the you know culture environment. Uh, you know our, our biggest you know cheerleaders and, and and really financially you know being able to to be profitable, um, have you know consistent income. Um, and, and really to be able to see how we could start scaling this business. So uh, that was, you know, now we're about two and a half years into to HubSpot and continuing to grow. And, you know, really what we're, you know, uh, focused on primarily is larger um, upmarket accounts. You know, we went from four employees to, you know, two years ago to now we're, you know, 10 full-time people. But uh, I can tell you the the, the, the caliber uh, that we've been able to hire is, is is really, really high and something I'm extremely proud of. And the level of engagement that we have with our existing accounts has gone from, you know, an average retainer of 700 a month to about 6,000 a month. And so that just really allows us to dive in and, and truly understand, you know, who our clients are, what their problems and, and, and understand kind of what that strategy is. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, continue the trend, finish, you know, uh, this quarter extremely strong and getting, you know, geared up for, for 2016. Wow. Nick, first of all, congratulations on the success. I mean, that's a crazy story to go from uh, just two and a half years ago where you were to Platinum today, uh, complete, I mean, more than doubled the size of the team. Um that's awesome. And Drew, are you guys all, so is the entire team in the same office in Jacksonville? We are. Yeah, we're all based in, in Jacksonville, Florida. We just went into a, uh, a brand new office space, did a pretty uh, comprehensive build out. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of our uh, sales process recruiting tool. Um, everybody, you know, is uh, collaborative, uh, all open space. Um, but yeah, we're all based um, here in Jacksonville. Okay, that's awesome. And I know that you mentioned targeting larger accounts and trying to go up market and you've grown the average retainer size significantly, but are there any verticals that you, um, that you're specializing in or is it, uh, just a certain business size or type of internal structure that you're looking for? Um, not, we've kind of fallen into a couple of verticals, but we don't specialize or focus on them. Um, I mean, we have, you know, air conditioning contractors paying us, uh, you know, north of 7,000 a month to uh, healthcare facilities, to legal, to technology, you know, SaaS companies. So uh, we focus more on either do they have a, a large amount of data, you know, traffic, leads, uh, you know, customers in their database, or is it a, you know, a, a typically pretty large uh, purchase or sales transaction with uh, extensive research done, you know, kind of ahead of time. So, um, you know, those equate to a lot of different, you know, verticals. Um, and, you know, we've been pretty intentional about not just specializing in one specific industry. Right. 
Yeah, that makes sense. So I want to dig into the team side of things, Drew, and I've got kind of a couple probably quick questions, and then I want to unleash you to figure out how uh, how you've built this team that has grown quickly and has enabled you to scale so quickly. Um, but the first question that I had was with the team of uh, 10 people who you have today, are the four folks who you had two years ago, are all of those people still on the team or has the team uh, shifted? Uh, we have three still on the team. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so it's funny, my first kind of inbound marketing consultant, I actually had hired the day we, like maybe the week we signed up for HubSpot as like to do PR for my company, you know, at the time, I don't know what I was thinking, but, um, and then we uh, actually did a personality assessment and realized there was a compatibility for uh, an account manager and she tested like 48 out of 50. I mean, just something uh, absurd. So now she, you know, oversees all of our client strategy with inbound. And then the other person was a operations manager. And then the other person is a uh, director of accounts for us. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So what, I mean, what have been the positions? What's been the secret to growing the team? So I I guess I'm curious to know, and you can answer this in, in whichever order makes more logical sense to you, but, um, what does it look like to bring people to the team? And then what's kind of been the strategy for building an actual team, not just a group of people who are working on the same projects? I mean, culture is something we're just vehemently and passionately uh, uh, concentrated on. And so we want to make sure we're not disrupting that. So we do have a, you know, a specific process that we go through from a hiring standpoint. A lot of it's just lessons learned. Uh, we did grow at one time to 15 people. Um, and we're doing about 60% less revenue, uh, at the time with 15 than we are now. Um, and, and what we found was we were just filling positions. Oh, you know, we need help here. We need another project manager or we need another copywriter. And we weren't really thorough in just identifying what is making, you know, kind of our all-star a players, you know, whatever you, you want to call them, uh, successful in the system and, and what's making, uh, you know, the other people not and really clearly identifying what is the makeup of, you know, those candidates, what in existing, you know, staff. And, and so that identification was extremely important. Even if, you know, right now we have four positions to fill um, and we, we haven't filled them. Um, we'd love to, but we're really uh, careful about who we're going to bring on to make sure that they're going to be, you know, the right fit both culturally uh, and then, you know, talent-wise and, and uh, skill-wise as well. So, um, but once they do come on, uh, we do, you know, one-to-one mentorship with senior leadership. They're meeting, you know, once a week. Uh, we, you know, go through a lot of, like, you know, kind of fun things with lunch and learns and, and, and setting up one-to-one with everybody on the team to kind of learn more about, you know, what's their strength, what their weakness, what they like to do. Uh, we try and do like a activity outside the office uh, to kind of, you know, build a little bit of culture, but, um, it's, it's always, you know, we're very careful about it, um, almost to a point of, you know, paranoia. So, uh, we want to make sure that that is seamless as possible, but you know, at the same time you're running an agency and, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, uh, keep their head on a swivel and, and, and keep up with the workload. So, uh, there's all the intentional, you know, uh, process that we put through but you know sometimes uh it, it you know by week one it's it's all thrown out the window so yeah that makes sense so i mean it sounds like you're really focusing on getting the right people not necessarily just filling 
um, the specific position or just looking at someone who comes kind of pre-described as I fit, like this is the position that I want. Um, what are, what are the best sources for you or what have you found, um, has been the best way to find the talented people, uh, for the team? It's really funny. Um, it's a, it's, we had a meeting this morning about our kind of recruiting and outreach strategy. Cause I don't, I don't, you know, think it's, it's very strong and it's very hard to replicate the success that we've had with the existing staff. Honestly, um, half of our 50% of our staff has moved to Jacksonville for family, for whatever reason, Google's agencies in Jacksonville applies and then, you know, applies with four or five other agencies, um, finds us, you know, either on LinkedIn or a Google search or whatever it may be. Um, and you know, we kind of go through that process. Um, uh, that's obviously a very difficult thing to just, you know, hang your hat on and, and, you know, build a system or a process around, you know, we've had referrals. We offer a $750 referral bonus for an employee that refers an existing, uh, member, um, you know, we've tried a little bit with college. We have had terrible luck with um, the, you know, job boards, Monster, Craigslist, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, Jacksonville is an interesting market. I mean, it's not, you're not going to convince someone from like a San Francisco, L.A., New York uh, to, to kind of move here. Um, a lot of people might have already had family and are moving back or, you know, there's, there's a decent military population. So it could be, uh, you know, for that reason. So, um, definitely not something that I think, you know, I would shout from the rooftop. This is what we do extremely well. Um, it's just been very, you know, kind of organic, but that's, uh, that's a huge focus of ours, you know, kind of the next three months this year with so many open positions. Uh, we really need to be more creative and, and thinking outside the box on, you know, how we get, uh, you know, in contact with these people and get on their radar. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's awesome that, um, kind of the organic pipeline has has brought some great people to the team to this point. Uh, I think that's where that's where most people want to be. Um, but it's hard if you don't you don't know what you can count on, um, especially at you know at the volume of uh, it's not like you're getting, you know, ten thousand visits a month from folks who are looking to come to come to work for you. So yeah. is, uh, <laughs> that's definitely a challenge to try and figure out, okay, how much can we rely on this versus some new pipeline. So as you figure that out, if you come up with anything great, you know, let me know. But, yeah, someone write a blog post and please let me know because it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely not uh, something that's in, in our wheelhouse right now that we can tap into. A pretty personal question, but I'm curious to know because I've heard this um, from other agency owners, and I think that it's a, it's, this is just an internal struggle um, that folks go through, which is, I'm thinking I'm, I own an agency and I'm not sure I would like to grow. I'd like to be a platinum or diamond partner or grow whatever the growth goal is, but I'm not sure that I have the skill set to lead a team to do this. So I'm curious to know in your experience, um, cause you mentioned the assessment earlier and I know that you guys have invested time and resources into figuring out people's skill sets and putting the right people in the right seats on the team. Um, but do you, did you know from the beginning that you were the right guy to be building a team or what have you kind of learned about yourself through this experience and where has it challenged you the most as you've gone from, you know, having four employees a couple of years ago to 10 and looking to fill 
you know, a number of additional positions right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, for for me, early on, I knew uh, this is I wanted to work for myself. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Uh, the internet seemed like a, a, a viable choice that it was going to continue to grow. You know, um, so it's something I always felt very natural with, and I and I and I say a lot of times that I'm a uh, uncommonly lazy person. So I, I manage people pretty well because I want to always try and get as much off of my plate as as possible. And uh, I love supporting and and, and growing and, and, and coaching people. Um, I'm, I'm a psychology major, so I, I really love understanding human behavior and what drives people and, and how do we put goals in place. So that was something that maybe came a little natural to me and something I'm very passionate about and always reading books and ways to you know go through and improve. I think the the thing I struggle with um, you know the most is I usually am so positive uh, that there's not a lot of like ever constructive criticism or things that can kind of go through and improve and it's not something that uh, is is a strength of mine and I think. There needs to be, you know, if you've ever read Creativity, Inc. by Ed Catmull, the, the founder of Pixar, he talks about the level of, of candor and, and, and where how valuable it is and the, the place that it has in successful organizations. And I think, you know, last night I was up late just thinking about it, like how, how do I get better about this where it's a, it's a hard balance when, you know, you don't want to break someone's confidence, don't shame them, but how do you mot- motivate them if you have the talent to, to do better? And uh, you know, it might seem like something small, but it's it's something that I, I think continually, you know, struggle with. It's always easy for me to focus so much on the positive and all the great things that are going on. Uh, it's a lot harder to say, hey, you know, here's our goals. We're not meeting these objectives. This is why. Here's, you know, kind of my feedback. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that, too. And I, I feel like I probably fall off the other side of the ship where I tend to be more uh, more negative too frequently rather than affirming, um, what other folks have do. I think that I have the tendencies of a perfectionist and trying to get things done too well and too focused on the quality of the work rather than the relationships that are happening behind the scenes. And one of the things that I've learned and am struggling with right now and working on, um, improving is that there are a lot of things in business as you've obviously figured out and skilled the team, there's a lot of things where if you don't have the skill set, you can bring on somebody else, and it makes way more sense to bring on somebody else and let folks focus on their strengths. But when you're in the position as a leader, and it's how do I hold people to a certain standard and also reaffirm them uh, and give them positive feedback and constructive criticism going forward, there are some things where it's just not good enough to just say, uh, like that's just a weakness of mine. I can only be negative, so I'll bring on somebody else who can be positive to the team. There, there are things when you're in this role as an agency leader, anytime that you're working with people, uh, where you also have to work on you know both sides of of, uh, of just those basic leadership skills. So I think that's interesting to hear where you fall right now, and also that you're recognizing and working on improving those those communication skills and uh, and that standard of excellence for for the team that you have there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to me, your greatest strength can also be your, your greatest weakness. And, you know, we have a, a great culture and it's something I'm extremely proud of. But because of that great culture, there tends to be a lot more focus on the, you know, the positivity and not as much on the accountability. So, um, you know, it, it, like everything, you have to balance it. And, 
if it was easy, there'd be a lot of other people doing this, but it, it, it is a, you know, I think it should be a constant struggle and it should be something that maybe does keep you up at night. Cause it's showing that you, you care deeply about the staff and, you know, uh, you know, the organization that you're building. Right. Yeah. I think that was a great way of putting it. It's just positivity, uh, and accountability. Drew, I'm curious to know. So you mentioned your dad, you've mentioned a couple other folks who shaped, uh, shaped you and shaped your thinking. Um, but what are, what are the biggest influences on kind of your development as a leader and as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So, uh, my, my dad is, uh, he's actually a business coach of mine. So, um, you know, he works with me on a, on a weekly basis. He, again, background in, um, uh, copier sales, telecommunication sales, um, did sales training. That's how I actually got into the business, uh, was, it was a, it was actually a franchise called WSI and it was an internet marketing franchise. He was doing sales training and coaching, uh, was able to negotiate a waive the entire franchise fee and then put it in my name. And, and so he got my star and said, Hey, run with this. I'll mentor and help where I can, but you need to kind of take this and run with it. Uh, so, you know, all credit to him, um, for, the business and I still utilize him. He meets with, you know, even other members of my staff and is, is, is coaching them as well. So that's, you know, number one, uh, number two, we do use a outside consultant. Um, uh, his name's Robert Solomon. He wrote the, the book, uh, the art of client service. Uh, I actually saw him speak two years at inbound and it resonated very strongly. He's a great guy. Um, and just said, I went up to him after and said, how, how can we work together? So, on a weekly basis as well. Um, he comes from pretty large ad agencies, director of client service for, you know, Amirati and, uh, you know, managing hundreds of employees on the agency side, uh, traditional. So it's very helpful for me to get some in perspective in that, uh, where, you know, I think even the platinum part, you're looking at 40, 40, you know, 50 people, maybe at the, at the very most. And, you know, when he's talking about, you know, working on, you know, the American express campaign and, 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 and the people involved in that and what the strategy was, uh, I love it. You know, I, and I, while we might not be at the same budget level, that's what we're, you know, aspiring to be. Um, so, you know, those are probably the, the two main, you know, resources, uh, you know, for me on a, uh, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. Right. That's awesome. I didn't realize that, uh, that you were working with Robert and I went to his talk at inbound two years ago. And, um, and it's awesome to hear the folks who have the experience on just another entire scale up and learn from the lessons and realize there are a lot of similarities. There's obviously differences, um, but a lot of things are similar and it really just comes down to being able to effectively lead and bring people together in those situations. And as the scale, the number of employees increases, you know, the importance and, uh, of, of that leadership is definitely magnified as well. So that's awesome. Yeah, that you yeah and I think that. go ahead. Yeah, there's there's not really a, a blueprint for us, you know, even inbound and all this stuff. Like there, yeah, you know, uh, Paul Reutzer wrote, you know, you know, marketing agency insider and kind of gave us a little bit of a blueprint. But he's he's very open and honest. So he's just trying to figure it out, and that's kind of his way. And I think people that are a little overly dismissive of traditional ad agencies, like yes, they're maybe a dying breed and there are a lot of things that they're not, you know, doing well. And I think that model is antiquated, but these people, you know, 
just seeing even the investment they put in their pitch process and and how many resources and, and creative it's I I look at that and there's there's aspects of it that we could take and and kind of apply to to our business and that's more I think relevant than to me maybe a, a, even a HubSpot partner with you know 30 employees um, you know those big campaigns creative ideas different things like that at least me personally. Uh, a lot of what I would love to, you know, kind of mirror and, and, and have our own, you know, kind of inbound, digital, unique take on it. Right. No, you're exactly right. This whole inbound space is so new that there are, um, and we've talked about this uh, uh, lately on the podcast as well, is just this is so new that there's nobody who said this is the way to do it yet. There's not established and, and proven models that you've seen work for five or ten years in the space. Yeah. is rapidly evolving, but there's just... There's just not that many uh, frameworks to, to follow. And HubSpot obviously gives you a lot of coaching on what to do. Um, but you have to take that and also realize that, uh, number one, there's incentives for HubSpot to be teaching you certain things to do. And they're not doing this as an, obviously they have great agency insights based on their partners, but they're not doing this on an agency basis on a daily, you know, every day. So um, I think I think that's a good insight, too, to take from what you're saying there, Drew, just that you don't just look at the people who are in your industry, uh, especially when it's this new. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Drew, I'd be curious to know here as we're wrapping up, um, just kind of what makes you tick or what your typical, uh, kind of how you get yourself started every day. So if you could walk us through, I'd be curious to know if you have any morning routines or what kind of your ideal morning looks like maybe the first hour or two, um, as you're getting up and getting going. Yeah. So, Normally, if you would ask me this maybe like 30 days ago, it would have been like one of the more uninspiring morning routines you've ever heard. You know, last year, over the maybe the six months, I let my health and kind of, you know, body really uh, play second fiddle to the, the agency and, and, and work and everything else. And recently, um, have gotten, I, I purchased a, an infrared sauna, uh, which sounds kind of crazy, but uh, I've done a lot of research and it's just, there's a ton of health benefits to it. So I, I wake up now about seven in the morning, uh, and send the sauna for 30, 45 minutes and, 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 and have been meditating, uh, for 15, 20 minutes usually, and then maybe read or just listen to music. And it's kind of a time to, to relax and don't check email. Um, you know, I sleep with my phone on airplane mode, so there's no text phone, you know, anything going on. Um, and then, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to walk to work. So it's about a quarter of a mile. So, you know, uh, shower, you know, get up. I also do intermittent fasting. So I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat lunch until later. Um, and, and, and get in the office usually around eight thirty nine. uh, you know, just kind of pin it on the day and I try not to schedule anything like on my calendar until 10. So I can really think about my two, three priorities that, uh, you know, I want to, you know, accomplish today and, and knock those out. And then, you know, I do get into a lot of meetings, you know, after that, and it takes up a lot of my time, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I love, I actually love meetings and, and being able to help whether that be clients or sales or, you know, existing staff. So, um, like I said, it sounds so much better now, uh, but that's been, you know, kind of a, a recent, you know, improvement. Wow. The infrared sauna sounds Awesome. So that it just basically uses light uh, to create the heat, right? 
Yeah, yeah, the UV rays. So like a normal sauna, you have to heat the outside. That's why the temperature can be 170, 200 degrees. Uh, the infrared actually uh, penetrates uh, an inch and a half to three inches into your skin and heats your body court uh, temperature uh, first. You, you'll still sweat, but the temperature could be 110 degrees. And it, they say it gets rid of like 17% more toxins. There's a lot more health benefits. It doesn't... Uh, uh, we got one that doesn't have like the EMF, you know, um, and all that, you know, you know, type of stuff. My, my yeah. wife is a nurse practitioner and health kind of addict. So, um, yeah, so it's it, honestly, I've been in it twice a day for since we bought it. I, I absolutely love the thing. It's got a tablet in it. You can watch Netflix and I don't know, it's definitely a spurge, but, but I was like, you know what, let's, let's focus on health and, and start with this. So, um, I can't stop talking about it now. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I had no idea, but that, uh, that's pretty cool. I, um, so, and one of the benefits, I've got to believe one of the benefits is, um, that you're probably getting some results that are similar to what you would get if, you know, at some moderate level of exercise where you're sweating at least a little bit. Does your heart rate increase? Yeah. Your heart rate increases and then this one has like different health programs. So you could do like weight loss or cardiovascular or relaxation or uh, detoxification. Um, you burn about 600 calories in, in about 30 minutes. And, and another really neat benefit is I wake it up, I do it in the morning and I'm not a morning person at all. Um, I'm more of a night owl and I don't need coffee. I'm like alert. I'm ready to go. Like my wife is like, what is going on? Usually like <laughs> I just am, you know, a monster, not wanting to talk, leave me alone type of person. So, um, it, you know, it, it, it's really had a lot of, you know, positive effects, um, in a lot of different areas for me. Wow. Well, there you go, guys. The takeaway, go invest in infrared sauna. <laughs> That's awesome. Drew, I appreciate you coming on and sharing, um, sharing your story and the growth and the struggles that you guys have gone through at PCR. Um, definitely wish you all the best. If folks want to connect with you, um, learn more about you. Where's the best place for them to find you? Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on Twitter, but I'm one of the, you know, what they call it stalker. I don't really post, but I'm on it a lot and kind of follow everybody. Uh, and then, you know, you can shoot me an email drew at pcragency.com. Um, and yeah, that's probably Facebook too, but that's mostly personal, not as much business. So, yep. uh, you know, I'd say LinkedIn, Twitter, or, you know, Drop me a drop me an email. There you go. Awesome. Well, we'll throw those links in the show notes. Um, Drew, appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck with the agency and continued growth. Thank you so much, Gray. It was a pleasure being on here. This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Let's Game Plan, the premium training product designed to help marketing agencies build better inbound marketing strategies for their clients. If you want to learn how to sell, build, and deliver an amazing inbound strategy for your clients using a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash game plan. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash game plan. Now, back to the show. Gray, you and Drew chatted about a lot of things in this episode. I really enjoyed listening to it, um, but one thing that stuck out to me was just another cool story of an entrepreneur who faced adversity, faced hills, and didn't give up when he was in those valleys staring up at the slope that he had to climb. But in that moment when things were looking down, um, he pushed forward. And you can see that it took him six months to get that first 
HubSpot client up and running. But since then, they hit the ground running, man. They brought on 29 accounts in 12 months. It really hit a phase of hyper growth there. Talk to me as an entrepreneur. What was your takeaway after chatting with Drew and just hearing kind of the struggles in his story? Yeah, it was awesome to connect with Drew and hear about the way that they've grown and just that, uh, you know, the point where they were very, very much of the mindset of maybe this is not the right thing to do, um, considering leaving the agency. And then just all of a sudden come on with HubSpot, um, you know, they're, they're working with HubSpot, learning it. And then all of a sudden just start transitioning all of their clients and signing people up, uh, as HubSpot customers. And then the team obviously has grown significantly. The retainer, uh, the retainer amounts have grown. So I think that for me, this was, so the surprise of inbound agency journey was from the beginning, I thought that people would want to know this. I, I, I recognize that, um, we all just want to feel like we're not alone doing yeah. this agency thing. And so I, I had the sense that this is a podcast that I want to listen to. I want to hear the stories of other agency owners and get to know them um, and then form those connections based on, you know, hey, now I know something about your story. Um, they become more relatable as you learn about people. And but But I thought that people would also enjoy hearing, like, what are the ins and outs of who's doing what well and who's struggling um, with what things and are there any tactics I can pick up? And the part that I think I underestimated was maybe the inspirational value of these conversations and getting to hear stories from folks like Drew sharing what they've been through and how they pushed through it and now have seen growth. And so I think for so many agency owners out there right now, they either feel like I'm so far from the agency I want or I've got a lot of things, I've got a lot of ducks in a row I just, for whatever reason, am not hitting the growth that I was hoping to. Um, And so that story of finally a breakthrough and and making things happen um, and then just the incredible growth from there was pretty inspiring. Um, But man, hats off to PCR for the way that they've grown and and not just for the the, um, quantitative growth that they've had, but for the way that they're doing things. And Drew talked about investing in the team and Andrew, um, some of the things that he mentioned there, he talked about some of the outside activities that they do, um, referral bonuses for adding new people to the team, weekly mentorship. Um, some of the things that they've got going on internally there, did that prompt any thoughts for you? Yeah, the, I'm going to talk specifically about the mentorship meetings and that kind of takes me back to, uh, the convo that you had um, with Bob from Impact about how when they bring people onto the team, um, they make an intentional effort to connect those people with the leadership of the agency. And it's all around an investment in the future of your team and not necessarily what can we get out of these people? How can we squeeze them for every last drop? Um, so when you think about being employed in the agency space, I think that's the traditional picture that you have that people would go to L.A. or Chicago or New York and they'd work for one of these big agencies and it would be a grind that they would try to zap every bit of value that they could out of these team members. And one really exciting thing that we see in these interviews is that there are owners of inbound agencies that want to do things differently, that they want to build a culture, an environment, a place where people look forward to coming to work and they look forward to diving in and doing the work there. I think you see that all over, whether it's a remote team or an in-person team, that we have some agency owners doing some really cool things. And I love that Drew is invested in giving back to his team and mentoring them on a weekly basis. Then also taking the time to do to get out of the office, to do some fun activities. 
outside the office that just continue to build those relationships and build that culture at the agency. I thought that was neat. Um, I know we've talked to people who have thought about this idea of referral bonuses. So it's, it's, again, it's cool to see that Drew has actually put it into practice that if you refer one of your friends into the agency, that you get a bonus around it. Uh, I know that that referral process is something that Patrick up at um, Newbury talked about a lot, that that's something that they've used to grow their team, um, just kind of referrals from within the organization. So I liked that idea. Um, and he also said like, be very careful through the hiring process and make sure someone's a good fit before you bring them in so that you don't have to fire fast, um, like losing sleep before the hire instead of after the hire. That's how Matt Sunshine uh, from Lee G2 put it. And I really like that quote a lot. I've hung on to that as I think about this idea of building teams and building cultures is, is it's so much more important to bring the right person in because, Gray, we spend more time with our coworkers than we do at home. So we're really bringing someone into our family here. Um, and when you bring someone in, like not only do you want to get something from them, but you have to give value back to them. And I think Drew is doing a really good job of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Andrew, he also talked about um, the value in having a business coach. And that's something that's come up multiple times. That's something that you and I have not done, had one dedicated or, or even a handful of dedicated um, folks to serve as kind of formal mentors or business coaches, but it's something that we've heard before on the podcast. Uh, Bob at Impact brought that up last week. Um, in that interview, was just the value that he's had out of having, um, you know, having a, kind of a senior partner or somebody who um, has been through some of these business challenges before. And can help lead you and guide you as you're going through. That. At least knows that doesn't necessarily mean. Obviously, the business coach doesn't have all the answers for the situation, but someone who knows the right questions to ask and how to help you make those decisions for you. So, um, did you have any thoughts about the value of bringing on a business coach, or tangibly what that would look like? Yeah, I thought at first. I think it's a great idea. I think anytime you can get a perspective outside of yourself and outside of your ecosystem as well is really helpful. Um, so Drew talked about working with someone who's very tapped into the agency space and understands that world well, specifically from a bigger agency background. But he also talked about working with his dad as a business coach. Um, so I think like a balanced approach in terms of the counsel that you seek is really valuable. And there are a lot of successful agency owners who have sort of that board of consultants, um, board of advisors that they meet with that can give them a grade on um, from an outsider's perspective, looking over things, how are things going? And I think it's a good to have a balance between the different areas of the business that you work with. So you might have someone who um, knows the agency space well, so who can give you counsel there, someone who understands financials well, who could counsel you on the financial aspect of the business, or someone who has success building teams and understands leadership development and uh, nurturing a team, developing talent. So having a diversified approach in terms of the type of counsel that you seek I think could be really valuable. Um, it might be a temptation for us in this community because it is such a close community. I mean, you look at inbound agency websites, great, and every one of them look exactly the same um, with few exceptions. There's the same type of content on them, the same, most of the times, the same types of eBooks when you look at the HubSpot ones that they give out. Um, so there can be this groupthink mentality, but that changes when you get to the upper tier of the partners. And when you, when you reach that point, folks are differentiating themselves well. They're leading thought. And I think having that outside perspective will, will assist in that differentiation, allow you to kind of look at the inbound agency space from perhaps a different angle than you do 
on uh, say by just reading blogs or looking at other people's websites who are already in the space because it is so young and it is so new. We can all kind of bring new things to the table and, and counsel is a big part of that. Absolutely, man. Well, good stuff. Okay, before we wrap this up, I just got to say the infrared sauna sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, so Drew and I ha- talked about that after we after we stopped recording. I was just uh, learning more about it and then did some research. The thing looks amazing. So for anyone who's got... <clears throat> you know, a little extra Christmas money sitting around and wants to go in. I'm potentially starting a Kickstarter campaign where you guys can fund my infrared sauna installation for me. That sounds awesome. Oh man. Good times. That was, that was cool to hear about, you know, this is always interesting to hear what people are doing and what they're into. And it's just a reminder of we're all humans. Uh, this is this whole agency journey thing is about a lot more than just the agency. This is about, real lives and health um, and family and a whole bunch of aspects that go far beyond what what the bottom line looks like at your agency. So we will go ahead and wrap things up there. If you guys enjoyed this episode, um, as always, shoot us any questions. Uh, shoot over a message, a uh, tweet, an email, whatever it is to Drew and let him know that you enjoyed him coming on and being willing to share his story. Any follow-up questions? Uh, shoot his way or send him over to us. Leave a comment on the show notes, which will be at doingbound.com slash podcast. And BT Dubs stands for, by the way, Andrew, I thought I'd fill you in if you're 10, 15 years behind. I don't know how old that is. Thank you, sir. BT Dubs, if you have not gone to doingbound.com and clicked on Learning Center yet or doingbound.com slash Learning Center, we are also producing uh, three other weekly podcasts. So if you have not yet listened to The Happy Client Show, uh, Inbound Sales Journey, or Agency Toolbox, you are missing out. So head on over there. Check out while you're, while you're reading the show notes for this one. Check out the Learning Center, the other shows that are out there. Um, and if you have any feedback, you've got a fifth show that you want us to create, uh, let us know about that. Um, any feedback on the on the podcast that we have right now, the marketing materials that we're putting out there to help you in your journey. Let us know. You can find us on Twitter. Andrew's at Andrew J. Dimsky. I'm on Twitter as at S. Gray McKenzie. And until next time, keep pushing your agency forward. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.